0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Are you having some negative impacts from the coronavirus? Maybe they've affected your job, your social life, uh, your well-being. Uh, If you're struggling through the pains of addiction or mental health, now's the time to seek some help and uh, get the help you need for yourself or a family member. Uh, Let this be an opportunity to get you back on track. Uh, Get get back to the normal you whatever the hell that is. I'm not sure I know what the normal me is So it's a good good thought there, man We all need a little help sometimes. So you're not alone in this. I promise you i'm going through my own things, too Promises Behavioral Health is here to help you. Uh, you can reach out. If you want some more information, you have some questions uh, for yourself or your loved one, here's what you can do. They've created a great page uh, for our partnership there. There's some photos up there actually of me and uh, me and some of my family as well. Uh, you can go to PromisesBehavioralHealth.com slash SoberGuy, or you can call 888-205-1890. Uh, tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. Once again, that's 888-205-1890. There's also some additional virtual treatment options with uh, the things that we're going through right now that they're providing. The treatment options are only available to Texas and Florida residents, but they're hoping to expand that here shortly. It's called the PATH program, providing access to hope. I put some links and some more information to it uh, in the show notes. So if you're listening from Texas or Florida and you're looking for some help, you can be sure to check those links out too. (coughs) Excuse me. So let me just give you guys a couple of resources, and we're gonna go over some more resources in today's uh, today's podcast. Got a great group, a group of guys coming together today just to talk about what's going on, how we're dealing with fear, how we're de- dealing with anxiety, being stuck at home, uh, everything that's going on. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. Uh, But first, if you're looking for an online meeting, you have online daily uh, AA meeting via Zoom every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can just go to www.zoomaameetings.com. You can jump right in there. There's also Rooted, which is Promises Alumni Communities. They're offering weekly virtual meetings through the Zoom platform as well. Uh, they're welcome to all people in all forms of recovery. So matter no matter what you're recovering from or what brought you to recovery, uh, you can go to promisesbehaviorhealth.com/rooted and uh, be sure to put that in the show notes as well. And you can get on the calendar there. They have a list of all the meetings uh, that uh, that are offered. So let's. Uh, I already mentioned we got a good group today a group discussion we haven't done something like this in a while so uh, let's jump into that right now
1: that sober guy podcast uh-huh. contains adult
2: content merciless truth and emotional nudity listener discretion is advised
0: i'm shane ramer you're listening to that sober guy podcast and uh, we help people stay sober be sure to check us out at that soberguy.com. you can connect with us on instagram at real that sober guy And on Twitter, at Shane Raymer I still have no clue how to use Twitter Even though it's supposed to be the easiest platform You just tweet something I don't use it often So, Instagram, probably the best way If you want to holler, reach out Please do so Today, we're going to be talking about How we're dealing with Or not dealing with, might I add The fear of our current situation So, how is that fear shifting? How is that fear, that anxiety changing From where it was Let's say five or six weeks ago when this whole coronavirus started, which is worldwide, by the way It's not like it's just in Vacaville, California, where I'm at. It's all over the place So how has it shifted, you know, since five, six, seven weeks ago? And where are we at with that in our recovery? Are we angry? Are we angrier? Are we, um, are we not dealing with it at all? Those are some of the questions we're going to be going into today And then one of the things, uh, buddy who, po- who pointed out Who's here today too and we're going to introduce him in just a second is do we need to double down on our own recovery and how the heck do we do that what does doubling down mean so we'll jump into a little bit of that today i have buddy c i have kurt l i have don m and craig m and we're from all different parts of the united states and the world at that uh so uh let's take a minute uh maybe we can introduce everybody um and then go through take a minute or two tell us a little bit about, bit about yourself but first let me just start with you buddy Um, and kind of give us a little intro on how this came together too, man.
3: Well, after our sponsor sponsee meeting last week, when you were, uh, at wits end. Yeah, I was pissed. (laughs) I was over it. (laughs) I said, maybe we need to talk about how this has changed in this, you know, at first it was new and, you know, we had a couple, had some time to settle in now. It's like. Oh my God, is this ever going to end? Yeah. It's real, you know, and and how, how our attitude toward it has to change and how I know mine's changed. I knew several people, uh, several guys in recovery that are in different aspects of their recovery in different places in their life. And I thought, I wonder if it'd be good for us all to get together and just chat about, you know, how it's changed, how it's different for us. Yeah. You know, I'm, 54 years old. Uh, I'm working on a new business. My wife makes m- good money. So as far as the day in and day out, things didn't change a whole lot for me, but it changed a lot for my sponsees, a lot. Now, one thing that did change was the fact that we do all these meetings on Zoom now. Yeah. Everywhere you go, there's there's like hundreds of Zoom meetings. Even our local meetings have become Zoom meetings. And I found a lot of need in the recovery community. And how that shifted, which I'm very grateful for. I think that may end up being a real positive for us. And then yeah. I thought about Don, um, Don M over in Greensboro. I said, you know, Don's at a different place in this. And um, and I said, why don't I invite Don and see what Don has to say about it. Then I thought about Craig. He's a sponsee of mine in Scotland. And I said, what about, I, th- I said, I think a lot of people would like to hear what he had to say about where he was and then Kurt is a small business owner that I'm friends with and got had, like he said, 25 employees. And so he's navigating through all of that and where he's at with a whole different level of fear and how to handle all those things. So I thought it'd just be good just to have a good conversation about where we're, where we're at, how we're handling the fear and how uh, our sponsors and sponsors are handling the fear.
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, Great conversation. I'm ready to jump into it. Let's get to know everyone just a little bit first. Maybe we'll start with Don. And uh, maybe, Don, tell us just, you know, take a minute or two. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you do a a podcast as well. Um, What's going on in your your area, Don?
4: Yeah, I'm Don. I'm an alcoholic. I'm in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And I've been, uh, I guess, in about the third, maybe the fourth week of uh, being locked down. Um, I do a podcast called Boiled Out, um, the Boiled Out Coffee Club. You can search for it anywhere. And I, right at the very beginning of this lockdown, it was, I was really panicked. I, I got a feeling, you know, that, the, that this whole thing was at really similar to early sobriety when I first got sober. And what am I going to do with myself all day? It's like time is like expanded, and 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 I don't know how to feel, and I don't know how to act, and it kind of came rushing back, kind of the same thing. And the solution has been exactly the same: letting go, turning to my higher power, and seeing where I can be helpful to others. So I hit a, a Zoom AA meeting with Buddy the the. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, and it was, this is what I got to do. So I started a 5.30 Zoom meeting. This is daily. I, I thought it was going to be for a couple of weeks. Oh, I don't <laughs> I think, think it's going to be too. a couple of weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every day at 5.30, I now yeah. have a meeting, and that's the way I got sober 25 years ago. And I'm going to a meeting every day now because I've got to host it. So, yeah, and uh, that, that's the I used a big book quote. I like obscure references to the big book. So who can name where shivering denizens comes from? <laughs> that's the name of shivering denizens. Happy hour.
0: What's uh What's the link? What's the how do people find that? Is it five thirty eastern too?
4: That's five 30 Eastern. How, uh,
0: how do people find that? I'll, I'll jot it in the show notes right now. So I don't shivering
4: forget. denizens, happy Shivering denizens. Nobody knows how to spell denizens.
0: Like chili, <laughs> like the chili. That's the first thing I think of Don. Denizens chili. Remember they put the big fork in it. It's stand up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shivering denizens. One more time.
4: Uh, shivering denizens, happy and the passwords. F O B small case. F.O.B. Friends of Bill.
0: Oh, nice. F.O.B. And that's at 530 30 Eastern Eastern. All right, cool. So another meeting we get to add to the list. there. good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, we want to go to Craig next. Thank And Don, thank you, man. Yeah,
1: thank you. What's up, Craig? Yeah, how you doing? You're right. I just realized who Don is now. I listen to the Boiled Dow podcast. I'm like, that's who he is. I recognize <laughs> the voice.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Not often I get starstruck, but right. So anyway, yeah, I'm over in Scotland. Um, I live twenty minutes from Glasgow and half an hour from Edinburgh. If anybody's seen the film Braveheart, mm. uh, when Mel Gibson's riding this horse along the, the fields in Bannetburn, that's five minutes away from where I am. So that's that's where wow. I stay. Um, so I'm, well, I'm I'm three and a half years in recovery. Um, Buddy's my sponsor, um, and I've kind of came I've came to this. Um, this place that I'm at now, not from a place of fear. I've kind of came from this as a, from a place of love. Um, that love's from the, that love's going towards my family. The, the job that I do, I have to go around people's houses, and I measure people's houses for floor coverings. And I go to some houses that are not the cleanest. Okay, so I go to places where people are coughing and spluttering all over you. So I've kind of looked forward to getting to this stage where I'm not going near anybody. I'm not paranoid. But at the same time, I'm, I'm quite happy to give everybody else their space so that I don't give anything to them as well, anything that I've maybe come into contact. Uh, but at the moment, I'm really enjoying myself. I said before we before we jumped onto the, the, the meeting that um, I think I'm probably going to find it more difficult going back to work because I'm kind of getting into the mindset, this is me getting ready for retirement now. I don't think I'm going to want to go back now. Um, I'm coping really well. My wife has got a list as long as my arm. Things that I've always said do you know what? If only I had more time, I could get round to doing this. She's like, well, do you know what, Craig? You've got all the time in your world now. Mm. Uh, I'm expecting to, I'm expecting to be at home until probably the end of May. So I've got another, another five, six weeks to go. I've been at home for a month already. I'm loving it. I've got nine year old boy cutting about in the background as well. So it's just, it's just really getting to spend a lot more time with him. It's just phenomenal reconnecting with everybody as well, and just realizing the important things that are going on in my life. Uh, I'm getting to spend a lot more time with my sponsees as well. You know, spend a lot more time online with the meetings, which is good for it's good for my recovery. I'm not actually getting to my physical meetings. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just really enjoying connecting with, with new people online as well. I'm getting to, new, getting to know a lot more lot more people and reconnecting with some older people as well that kind of drop away from the online meetings, but they're starting to come back because this is how they need to connect as well. So I'm just really enjoying that. So that's, that's, that's where I am.
0: Right on, Craig. I'm jump over to Kurt.
1: Hey guys, up, Kurt, Kurt,
2: alcoholic. Um, yeah, good to be here. Thank you guys. Thanks for this. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I've, uh, I've looked at fear. Uh, I've stared it straight in the face the past, uh, the past few months. I think I was on the course to, uh, finally, I've got a few years of sobriety. I've been five years sober now, just about. And, um, and I'm a small business owner, and um, I've been really in my meditations in the morning. I've really noticed how how fear creeps in, and I, and I, and then this hit, then the pandemic hit, and um, it it opened a whole nother can of can of can of worms, and and where where it's like goes into, you know, survival. Where it goes into what am I? It's it's about survival and security, not like thrival and flow. Yeah. Um, and and that's been a that's been a big big adjustment. Um, I'm really happy to be here, and um, I want to uh, I want to thank Buddy for for getting this going, and, and you too, Shane. Um, I'm a big worst case scenario guy. <laughs> I've been I've been a worrier my entire life. Yeah. Um, my mom's a big worrier, and that's how she shows love. And that's what I, that's what I learned from her is how she's a great mom, but, um, you know, you also from great parents, you also learn some, some, some wacky things too. Um, and so, uh, the worst case scenario, that's, that's what I'm finding out is, is been tough for some of my sponsees and my, some of my friends locally. Um, and it, 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 this is, this, it's hard to navigate this stuff. My recovery has definitely shifted gears. Yeah. So. Look forward to the discussion.
3: Shane, I have a couple of questions for Kurt, if I could. Kurt, um, tell us the scenario with your business. I know you had 25 employees when this thing hit, a couple of retail locations along with everything that you have going on. So you have a lot of overhead. You have a very profitable, productive business. Um, you were telling me before about the things that happened with your finances before this and what kind of position that puts you in for now. Share some of that, like God was preparing you for this the whole time.
2: Well, I think so. Um, you know, I had, I, I say I had like, it's over. I hope it's not over, but I have a shell of a business, uh, pre February. I mean, I had a, a, a pretty good thriving business, Um, with multiple uh, profit centers, three stores with leases on it, um, kind of bursting at the seams. And so I went into expansion mode. Um, I wanted to consolidate, basically. I didn't go into expansion mode yet. I wanted to consolidate some debt. This guy, I was talking to this banker, and he said, you know what? You qualify for double what you want. Mm. And I thought, Mm. wow, at this interest rate, let's do it. And, and this will be my chance to expand and actually grow and, and create efficiencies and be more productive, uh, maybe hire more people, um, all kinds of stuff. And, um, and, and so I got secured the money, paid off my debt. And then I had this chunk of change in the bank and, um, and then the pandemic hit, unfortunately i had already signed a 10 year lease worth about $600,000 like I, I owe And, um, and, but, but the thing is, is I'm navigating that, but, but it's a shell of a company in that I'm probably down a hundred thousand dollars a month in sales. I don't need 25 employees anymore. I don't need the new building, but I have this money that was almost handed to me. Sure. I have to pay it back, but it was almost handed to me where I was prepared for this. I didn't, I didn't miss a beat. Um, Sure, it's not the way I wanted to spend it, but it sure is a lot. I, there's there's a cushion there that a lot of business people don't have right now, and and that's been an amazing thing. How how I just allowed things into my life, and um, and, and and it doesn't mean that I will survive. Um, I'm still trying to negotiate and trying to get trying to navigate this PPP program and getting SBA loans and all this, but it's tough. And it brings up a lot of fears, a lot. Like, am I going to be? You know, there are a lot of people that depend on me. My two kids—one's twenty-two, she's going to college. One is uh, fifteen, and you know, I'm divorced, so I've got I've got alimony and child support, and and I want I've got to take care of. You know, I got my own stuff and my own mortgage, and man, it gets scary. It gets really yeah. scary. Um, what about my employees? What about all those people that worked hard for years for me that are not working for me right now because of all this and do, are they going to have a job? And, and I worry about those people too. I mean, they're good, hardworking people and it's affecting so many people and so many people around me. Um, and, and a lot of them in recovery too. I've had a lot of sponsees that go out that have gone out. So,
0: Hey, hey Kurt, how do you, how do you, uh, How do you deal with like getting angry about some of that stuff? Because like, even just hearing you say it, it pisses me off (laughs) as funny as that sounds because I can relate. I mean, obviously two different, you know, I, my, you know, I don't have a business necessarily, but same type of stuff. And then you get angry about it and you say, well, why this, why that? Like the why thing? That's one big thing that that's been really bugging me. And of course I go down that path and it just, it doesn't make it any better. You know what I mean? So I'm just kind of curious, like if you get upset about that stuff, how how do you deal with any of that?
2: You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I haven't been, I maybe it's because of that cushion that I've had that most people haven't, um, or a lot of people I should say, but I haven't been angry. Uh, like I used to be, Yeah. I mean, I punch holes in the wall. I used to, you know, I used to act out, I used to fight, I used to do whatever it took. And I haven't had that anger lately. I've been full of fear. It just hasn't come out in anger. Mm. Um, It goes into like, it goes into, and I've never done this. You know, I've been, been in rollover accidents and all this stuff. And I never freeze. If the, if, if shit is going down, I never freeze. I'll either get the hell out or I'm going to fight. And I've noticed in this whole thing that I freeze and, and that's been a whole new thing for me. Um, So it's weird. It's like, I, okay, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. And I kind of, and that is, I'm not used to that at all, you know? So that's been a tough part for me.
4: Um, Is that pause when agitated? Is that what you're talking about?
2: No, this is like, you know, it's like, there's the it's like a burning building and you need to get the hell out well i might just sit there and and maybe sit in denial for a few minutes first or something you know what i mean and we were thinking it was a
3: good thing kurt you're saying it's a bad thing oh it's a it for me it's a bad thing
0: (laughs) it does not
2: feel good maybe it is a good thing but i'm perceiving it as as a horrible
4: thing (laughs)
0: so yeah you you just reminded me of a story actually about freezing and and i wonder if if this is even relatable to this but i was probably 12 maybe 11 12 somewhere around there and and we had uh we went out trick-or-treating me and a group of my buddies and there were some older kids and we knew what they were up to they were stealing bag called bag snatching back in the day right and uh and and they were kind of following us and at one point all my buddies just bolted and I froze up. I just oh. stood there. I just froze up, man. I got like so scared and just, I don't know what came over me, man. I, I Normally I would have been gone, but they, they, they they you know, wrapped around me and grabbed my bag and took off and I was upset and crying and scared and stuff, man. And just boom, right in that moment, just frozen, you know? So a, a little example of that, but I guess in, in, a, in a serious time like this, I could see how you know, maybe it's denial. Maybe that's a maybe that's a good part of, because I think that when we talk about this transition stage into this, like, we're, or, or this new phase, I know for Jess and I, like, the first couple of weeks was like, yeah, we're going to slow down a little bit. This is awesome. And we're still practicing a lot of that stuff, man. We've I've had some great time with my kids and, and family dinners and all that. And then it goes into this new phase where the denial almost kind of starts to break off. Like, it's like, man, this is like, this might be our reality for how, who knows how long, you know what I mean? Then the, then the fear sets in like the, uh, I think it was Patrick, um, uh, from promises. I was chatting with him one day. He said, man, I got a doctorate in future tripping. And I'm like, yeah, that's like kind of where I'm at right now. What's going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, buddy, buddy, what are your, what, what are you thinking, man? Like, uh, jump in a little bit.
3: Well, for me, <laughs> bringing it back to the moment is always the answer because I don't know what the future is going to have. I have no idea. So if I'm getting angry, it goes back to that disturbance step 10 stuff. You know, if I'm disturbed in some way, you know, I got to, I have to look at me. So I want to, I want to blame the government. I want to blame the governor. I want to blame China, <laughs> but really I can go through things that are unacceptable without being angry about it. And that's something that we talked about, Shane, was that it's okay to protest. It's okay to disagree, but we don't have to be angry and yeah. do it. Yeah, We don't have to live in that anger anymore. For me, that's the huge gift of sobriety is that I no longer have to be angry. There's not a reason why I have to be angry if if I – if I'll do the work to, to get rid of that anger, you know, that yeah. that's always the case for me. Um, I would be curious, Kurt, what tools are you using on a daily basis?
2: You, you know, I got to say, I've never found, I've been meditating since I got sober a little less than five years ago. I jumped on the meditation bandwagon pretty quickly and easily for some reason. Um, but meditation lately has shocked me because i have able to really hone in on these thoughts that, that run across. And I liken it to like, if you're sitting on a beach and you have that plane going by that has that banner of selling whatever they're selling, you know, Um, I, that's what I, I look at these thoughts going by and man, if I don't, if I can't, if I don't allow myself to it, if I can just notice them and not Mm. attach to those thoughts, because basically I've noticed is most thoughts are, they are all fear related. Yeah. So I'm fearful of something, usually the future and, and they're mostly untrue. And so if once I grab on my my girlfriend calls she's in recovery also and she calls it you know don't velcro to it you know and and I attach to it I velcro to it and I ride it down the rabbit hole and 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 then then I suffer man I suffer and I worry more and and it could be anything and and 99% of the thoughts that I attach to like that never come true. They're, ne- they're just, they're not true. They're not part of this life. Um, are they a possibility? Yeah. But, but you, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just really checking myself and that morning routine and and doing things. And the funny thing is I have more time to do these morning routines, but I'm finding myself, to, I'm, I'm talking myself out of them. Like, okay. So I don't have a morning routine issue, a time issue. I might have a self-discipline issue or I might have another kind of, you know, so it's been interesting. I'm just trying to pay attention to myself and how I operate and what I'm doing and what I'm telling myself. And that's been helping. Thanks, Kurt. Um, how has
3: it changed over the month that this is or six weeks, this has been going on for you. Um, how are you handling it different today than what you were handling it at the beginning? Have you seen, have you had to change your strategy or is it the same? And how about your sponsees? I know you've had some go out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a friend go out and then had a sponsee go out to be, to be clear. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, well, I thought I think Don had mentioned earlier that, you know, it's, we thought it was going to be a two week, three week kind of thing. And and I think Shane said the same thing where now it's the reality of it is, is probably going to be a little longer, you know, this, we might be dealing with this for a while. And so what, what are the ramifications of all this? And, and what I've had to do is, um, you know, I go to about three meetings a week, but, but it doesn't seem to be enough. I I've got it. I've got to connect with my local couple guys that we, and so we've started doing a 12 and 12 on Monday and, uh, a drop the rock on Tuesday and, uh, a, a big book study on, on Thursday just to connect. And, you know, one of the things I, my girlfriend, like I said, is in recovery and we are hunkering down together, which has been a whole new challenge. But you know I say, what's, what, what is the biggest part for of your recovery? And, you know, she was saying, you know, change in routine. Um, she goes, there's a safety in 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 I can count on this routine and you know, and and I don't feel safe, you know, if I'm just all over the place and not organized and, and going by my calendar. And then she said, lack of physical contact. She goes, I miss all the hugs mm-hmm. that I used to get. Yeah. You know, and I miss those. And I don't get those with a connection through Zoom or any of these other platforms. So I get that. You know, everybody's experiencing something just a little different.
0: Mm. My, my daughter Thanks. said the same the same exact thing last night we went over or they went over and dropped some cookies off and stuff of at some friend's house and uh they're they're kind of in the same boat we are they're over this stuff they don't really we're okay with hugging put it that way you know what i mean so she hugged her or she hugged her friend or whatever and And she came home last night and she said, man, it just it felt so good to just give give my friend a hug. You know what I mean? She's like, gosh, I just missed that. And I thought, wow, that's so I mean, she's she's almost 10. You know what I mean? And so we're, we're all feeling it from kids to adults to this social interaction even with, uh, there's a guy riding by here. Um, the other day I was out front and we got to talk and he ended up being in the rooms and, um, he's kind of an old school guy. You know, he, he, he's hadn't been on a zoom type of meeting or whatever. And everything that he's used to is all in person. You know what I mean? All that contact in person, that social aspect handshake, like, are we ever going to go be able to shake hands again? I mean, come on like it, it, that. So let me, uh, Let me just put this out there, buddy, and I'm going to let you roll with it from here, okay? Because this is just on my mind. One of the things that pisses me off, and I'm going to go there, I guess, right now, is that I don't feel like we're getting the truth out of all of this. And I feel like um, the, uh, how how do you say this? I feel like the solution is worse than the problem. And and that's where a lot of the anger for me is coming from, and where a lot of the, um, you know, worry and fear and that kind of stuff.
3: Well, it's not coming from that. It's coming from a lack of acceptance. (laughs) Yeah, or that's my that's that's my interpretation. Okay. (laughs) A lack. Uh, Because for me, uh, it still goes back to me. I can be unhappy. I don't believe I'm ever getting hundred percent of the answer. Anytime the government tells me anything. Okay. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't trust what I'm told most of the time, but that doesn't mean I have to be angry about it. I have to accept that. Okay. They're, they're pissing in the wind too. I mean, they don't know what this is going to do. They're making this up as they go as well. But instead of just thinking about me, like I am. I'm just thinking about me and my family and those that I love. They're trying to think of everyone and their their future too as, you know, the whole thing. So it's uh uh but I can approach that and be skeptical without being angry about it. What? I don't have to be angry about it. Uh Is, and the tools I would use for that would be going back to you know, uh, the serenity prayer is a great place to start, you know, and then go from there. There's a lot of other things we could do. Uh, I think Don's got some suggestions though, don't you, Don?
4: Well, I was just thinking how it's, I mean, it does come down to acceptance and there's always more letting go to do. And, you know, I, like to say I'm letting go just as hard as I can. I'm bearing <laughs> down on letting go. <laughs> yeah. And I, in one of the first meetings I went to, uh, a guy told me, you know, Don, letting go is not bearing down. It's let's surrendering up. It's opening up. And the, I, you know, I felt that worry that I needed to worry in my business. Um, I'm a, a painting contractor, and I felt like when I first got sober that if I didn't worry about upcoming work and those phone calls that needed to come in, and the work that I had to schedule to do, and how was I going to arrange it all? If I didn't hold that in my head and worry about it, then I wasn't really working. Like it, was Where I didn't care about my work. And I had to let go of, this sounds bizarre, but let go of caring mm. about that and just simply be available to the day. And when I'm available every day to the day and when I was available every day to my work and I would go in to the job and, you know, there was one job that I did, i house painter. I do murals and things like that. And I went in and the lady that I was working for said that her husband was dying in the back back room. He's in hospice. And she said, I felt like I wanted to have something creative going on in the house while we're going through this loss. And I realized I'm not there to make money. that's not what my purpose is. Now that's what I do is to make money by painting and I'm paid well for it. I'm paid well for doing artwork and murals and things, but that's not what my purpose was. My purpose was to be there and bring some creativity and, and life into the, into the world. So changing my focus from, as soon as I get into, whether things are not fair or whether they're fair and all, then I'm in the world of uh, rewards and punishment. And when I'm in reward and punishment, then I'm oh, I'm getting what I want here and it's not fair. I'm not getting this over here. And I'm in a world of uh, anxiety. And when I let go of all that and just become, a, because life is, peaks and valleys all the time. There's good things that happen and there's bad things that happen. And sometimes they happen at exactly the same time. Yeah. And sometimes it's just my focus, what I'm choose to pay attention to. So I just need to see the wholeness of the whole thing. And so this is where I'm at because what's happened as this has become an extended thing is like, Oh, I don't want to. I'm not cussing on this podcast, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't. It's all good with, yeah, whatever you want.
4: (laughs) You know, fear, (laughs) fuck, everything's all real. Yeah. Uh, And, oh, this is real. This is going to last. This is not good. Mm -hmm. There's no Pollyanna way to like pray my way into turning this into a good thing. It's bad. Mm -hmm. So I need to sit in the uncomfortable feeling and go through it. And that's what I learned in my earliest days in sobriety. I'm going to let go. I'm going to ask God for help and all what has happened to me over 25 years. And I've been through some horrible things and almost died. And um, what My success rate for all these horrible things has been 100%. (laughs) I've gotten through every one of them. After every uh, valley, there's a peak. And at every peak, there's a valley. And it's going to happen again and again. You know, there was a Great Depression in our country and and World War. And afterwards was a great peak of economic growth. So that will come again. But if I get, you know, to, but I can't fight it. There's nothing I can yeah. do about it. So I need to turn my attention to where can I be effective and what can I do today?
0: Yeah. I th- Re- real quick. I think that's a great opportunity just to read this too. I took note of this. This is, comes out of, uh, um, the daily AA email today, uh, just for today. Um, Says, still very impatient. I wanted the whole deal right away. That's why I re- related so well to the story about a wide-eyed new person and an old timer. When the newcomer approached the old timer, envying his accomplishments in many years of sobriety, the old timer slapped down his hand like a gavel and said, "I'll trade you even my thirty years to your thirty days right now." He knew that the newcomer had yet to find out that true happiness is found in the journey, not in the destination. So it really just reminded me of just what you're saying right there. Like this thing, man, this is a process. There's not an an arrival. There's not a thing. And two things really stand out to me, Don. And thanks for sharing all that. The peaks and valleys. And then I'm just saying for me personally right now, learning to sit in the shit right where it's at and just be and just feel it, uh, accept it, um, pray about it and uh and 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 just do the best i can i guess to some extent you know what i mean it's it's going to be a process and it kind of is what it is
4: you know there's what there's one other thing that i've been doing so they said you know we need to wash our hands you've got to wash your hands for 30 seconds yeah. which is a long time and they were suggesting that everyone sing happy birthday to be done well that yeah. is no fun I'm, that song's <laughs> horrible so i started Saying, well, I'm going to do the serenity prayer. It's about Mm. the same length while I wash my hands. And that does two things it gets my hands clean, and I'm letting go. I'm looking to where I can let go. So then I started singing the serenity prayer. So you want to hear it? Yeah. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: That was amazing. I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. That's great.
4: A jingle or something. <laughs> That's but.
0: awesome. Yeah, I heard the happy birthday one too. Someone at uh I was doing a podcast for the corporate uh podcast and they had mentioned that. I think he was telling his girls that. They were saying, Well, how long did we wash our hands, Dad? And he said, we'll sing the happy birthday song. But I love using the serenity prayer. That's way better.
3: <laughs> you, you know, gratitude's a good tool as well, Shane, to get you out of your uh to get you back to the moment. Yeah. And with the kids, what I used to do when my kids were little, we would have gratitude at the table like like we would say the prayer before the meal. Yeah. And we would use gratitude at that time. So if if like with the family, if you wanted to do a collective, what do what are y'all grateful for today? It's good. To kind of bring them back to the day, maybe a good way to keep people, you know, to come back to the moment because that's yeah. the secret for me. Is staying in the moment with things and not getting out in the future because none of us know. Staying off the TV and off the yep. news and, you know, staying away from that stuff, you know, because they don't know either, you know. <laughs> because gratitude always helps to bring me back.
2: Always, hey, and you know, just to follow up with that real quick is, um, just to to pay attention. If you're if you're in the moment, you can also learn. There's lessons that are coming streaming in all the time. Like how, you know, like I have started a, a a do's and don'ts like stuff. I don't want in my life anymore stuff. I do, you know, let's make some changes, both business and personal. What, what's really important to me in my life. And then, wow, I didn't know. I, uh, I, I, I like to do this now. And, and it's just been, if I, if I just, if I stay away from this shouldn't be this way and why are, why are my employees this and why do I have no... I haven't had a paycheck in two, you know, four weeks or whatever. Instead of that, just say, you know, I can relax into it and, and try to learn. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't budgeting properly. Maybe I should have put some more money here or maybe, you know, there's a, so many lessons to learn if I just get out of the, this shouldn't be this way.
3: You know, Shane, also... And we were talking about this. You will not have another opportunity for this kind of time with your kids at these ages ever again. Ever. And so that's why, you know, how often do you get a month to where you're with your kids all the time? Craig and I were talking about that with your son, Craig. He's nine years old. I mean, you're never going to get this kind of time with him again. So make the most of it, you know?
0: Yeah, we, we've spent some, I mean, every day because we're together, right? What about you, Craig? What's that looking like for you and uh, and your boy?
1: Loving it. Absolutely loving it. As as much as a laughing joke about about Callum. I, I, I normally say to people, like, you're, you're welcome to my son. Please take him. You know, <laughs> just being able to. He's nine, he's full on. He actually treats me more like a brother than he does a dad. Mm. Okay, so I kind of constantly button up against each other. Um he's an only child, so it doesn't have it doesn't have anybody else that he can kind of bounce off. So I kind of get it. So it's just been really good reconnecting with him and just sitting down doing stuff with him. I was out in the I was out in the field the other day and we were just playing bat and ball, just chucking the ball, and he was batting it away. And then Buddy phoned me. I'm thinking, right, okay, I'll take the call. And then I kind of realized a shift in in the way I was thinking. Because when I was playing bat and ball, it was like there was nothing that mattered. Absolutely nothing at all. There was no there was no pressing issues. There was nothing that was really worrying. There was there was no fear. There was no I wasn't worried about money coming in or or what I was going to do tomorrow. It was just a case of just we're here in this moment and all we're doing is throwing a ball and we're batting it. Go and chase it and yeah. do it all over again and then the phone rings and then reality comes back in again and I'm thinking like there's, there's somebody else that's, that's needing some of my attention in my life so I went to it but while I was thinking when I came off the phone I was, I was thinking like let's look at this from Calm's point of view he's he doesn't normally worry about where things are coming from he doesn't sit down at the table and sit and worry about where the food came from he doesn't sit and worry about the fact that he's not had to go to school he's, he's still getting his homework coming out to him He's not having to sit and worry about when he's going to see mom and dad again. So he's just living in the moment. And that's kind of what I'm taking from him as well. I mean, we, we talk about all this sort of thing in the Dow. I think kids are really a, a fantastic embodiment of the Dow. Let's just do the next right thing right now. Yeah. What's coming up next? Let's deal with that. When do I need to go back to school? I'm not worried about that because that's going kind to of like six months ago. We're, we're looking around about September, October before the kids go back to school. So I think the way that it's impacting Callum a little bit more is the fact that he doesn't get to see his friends on a daily basis. We have organized Zoom calls for him and a couple of his friends that way. Um, we live. We don't live next to quite a lot of his friends, uh, and we're still doing the whole social isolating thing anyway. Um, so that's really how that we're getting them to connect, and it's a brilliant educational tool for the kids because he can now jump online, he can tell us what he's doing, he can log into the account, and he can dial up his friends. Whereas, and then he's got different apps on his phone. He's got he's got um, one called Discord, but that connects to my phone as well, so I know who he's engaging with online and who he's talking to. So, and I can see if, if there's any text or anything like that going backwards and forwards. I can see the content of the, the chat. So, I think it's a good educational, um, a good educational thing for the kids to happen as well. But I think for us, the main thing is that we're not worrying. We're in the mindset of there's nothing that we can really do about this. We sit and work the steps on it. I'm powerless over what's going on. I could recognize areas of unmanageability. How is it affecting me? You know, is it affecting me the fact that I don't have money coming in? Yeah, to an extent it is because I've had to take a pay cut. 80% of my salary is coming from the government. The other 20% is coming from a company. So I've got around about two-thirds of my income coming in. We work on commission and bonus. So, yes, I'm losing commission and bonus, but I've still got that, that money coming in that's going to pay the mortgage, going to pay the bills. It's not really causing any great unmanageability financially. Um, unfortunately, the, the the power that I need to bring into this the power greater than myself I need to bring into this is our government. They're the ones that are kind of in control of things. I'm, I, I have absolutely no control whatsoever that's going on, so I need to hand everything over to them. And just the way I'm seeing it at the moment, I'm on a long term holiday, so I'm actually just I'm, I'm just taking more time just to enjoy enjoy myself, relax, and just take time off with Callum. My wife has developed some fantastic hobbies as well. She started baking and my wife doesn't listen to this. So I know I can say this, my wife struggles to boil an egg. Okay. So she started baking. She's doing these online, online um, baking courses. She's, do, she's made, she made candles yesterday. She's just found a, a, just a wealth of resources for everything. I mean, the stuff that she can actually do now. So I think it's a great time for everybody just to, to f- focus on the important things and not really worry about having to go and, you know, work seven days a week to, to not to not enjoy myself at the end of it. Uh, so it's definitely a mindset thing. I, what I have found myself thinking about is: is this really anything for me to worry about? Is there anything for me personally that I can do that, that worrying's gonna that worrying's gonna help? And the answer is no. By sitting worrying about, it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start future, future tripping. If I sit worry about the money not coming in, I'm going to be thinking, right, you know, what if we what if we can't afford to pay the mortgage in three months? Mm. I need to remember I've got options available. The bank's actually wrote to us to say, listen, if you're struggling, we can freeze your mortgage for three months. They're not going to clear the mortgage for three months. All they're going to do is add another three months on to the end of it. So I've got options there. I've got options financially. So I think just not giving into the fear. One thing that we, we have done in the past, I've, I've done this for a while, but even if I find my wife doing it, is that she switches off the news. She doesn't. She doesn't react to things that's on Facebook as much. The only time my wife really logs on to the news is when her, uh, the, the first minister of Scotland's talking. She does like a, a press conference every day, and she's telling you the facts and figures as she's got And that's the ones that we're listening to because she's the one that's in the know. She's the one that's getting all the all the facts and figures from the the, uh, the chief medical officer. They're the ones seeing the trends and the patterns and what's actually going on. They're seeing the the, the economical back the fallout of everything that's going on. So she's the one that we were listening to. We're not listening to all the reporters coming on and um, sensationalizing everything and telling everybody how, how dire things are. What we see a lot of is people come up and saying, oh, the, the death toll is this. And you're thinking, like, he's looking at this death toll as if it's a, a score in a football match. You know, Let's stop looking at that sort of thing. Let, let's focus on what's here right in front of us and just keep things going on. I don't listen to the news or watch the news, even if I'm out and about. I've never, a war could start outside and I wouldn't know about it until somebody chat my door and says, Look, Craig, there's a war going on. Do you want to come and get involved? No, I just, I just don't get involved in anything at all. Um, so that's, that's, that's how I'm really handling things. But I think focusing on what I can do, but at the same time, giving into the things that I can't do. There's, I always work the steps. Now, anytime when my sponsor's phone me up or text me and say like, you know, I'm having problems with this. So like, let's do, Let's do the first three steps on it. Can you actually control what's going on? Is there anything you can do? How's it how's it making your life unmanageable? Just, you know, hand it over to a power of the greater than yourself and then just 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 roll it. Let's let's move on to the next thing.
3: I like the way Don said it about being available, just making yourself available for the day. That that really is letting go. That's it in a nutshell. And I know I'm letting go when I'm when I'm available. You know, when I'm got that open heart and I'm just at ease. And then I can I can be sensitive enough to see the next thing to do. You know, um,
0: I like, I'd
3: like to, before we get out of here, I know we're going to close soon. I'd like to hear from everyone what they're doing to stay connected spiritually. Um, because for me, if I get up in the morning, just like I get a cup of coffee and wake up physically, if I do not wake up spiritually, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to be sensitive to what's going on. I'm going to be angry. You know, all those things we talk about, you know. Uh, but I've got to wake up spiritually and stay w- and stay awake, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, that's living in the moment, doing the things like meditation and those things. Uh, having my routine, not treating it like it's a, a perpetual Sunday.
0: <laughs> you Check, know? Checking you know, the know, Making a
3: routine and staying with oh. it, you know. Mm-hmm leaving the t- not watching uh, TV during the day. I don't watch TV during the day during the week. Yeah. So why do I need why should I do that now? <laughs> you know that kind of a for me, you know those things uh, extra meetings, podcasts, audible books, staying in touch with my sponsor, staying in touch with sponsees, uh, being of service any anytime I can like Don was talking about. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. Uh, but doubling down on those things that worked before, it seems like I'm doing double now, what I, or more of what I was doing before just to kind of maintain, like it takes more effort spiritually to, to stay connected. I guess that physical contact is, is a big part of that for me Mm. because I'm not seeing all my friends, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at them on a screen and adjusting to that can be tough. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to know how all of y'all are doing that, or has that changed for you or wh- what you're doing at the moment to stay connected?
4: It, Don alcoholic. The, uh, I, I'm i doing the, I have um, added more meetings. That's what we talked about that, the 5:30 meeting and the, and I resented it a little bit when I realized that I'm going to be doing this. I've committed to doing this every day for a while, but then the truth is it's an anchor for me every day. And it, and every day I come out feeling better by the end of it. So it's exactly like going to a meeting every day. When I first got sober, I always feel better when I come out, out on the other side of it, even though I don't have time. And Uh, The other things uh, that I do is is the morning meditation. I've struggled over the years with morning meditation horribly. It's been really difficult just to even to do, remember to do morning prayer, ask God to keep me sober. But uh, the last couple of years I've, it has not been a struggle. I've surrendered to it and I simply do it because it works. And so I do, and I, one thing I've done is I don't do a really long meditation because I won't do it. Yeah. So, but I do a very short meditation and usually about 10 15 breathing exercises, letting go, giving it to God. I read something right now, I'm reading the Tao, I've been following along with the Tao of our understanding. And I'm getting so much out of that. But reading something like that, which casts my thinking out of myself and into a spiritual realm. And then the prayer and asking God to keep me sober and asking God to remove my character defects. I run down my character defects. And the truth of the matter is, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't. The thing about spiritual connection is I don't feel it. I, I really wanted I really wanted when I first got sober, it's like, I want to feel something when I do this. (laughs) Like, like when I take a hit of acid, I get something out of it, you know, and (laughs) it doesn't work that way. I am always feel like I'm praying to the nothing. Doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway, because at some point during the day, I feel it. And there's different times, you know, where there's thin places in the world, and I'll feel it. But you know, it's not on my time, and I don't know when it's going to happen. However, I know that by doing that every day, I've managed to stay sober every day, and it's been working. I'm going to keep doing it. That's good. On, yeah. How about that's...
2: it, Craig or Kurt. How about yeah. it,
4: Kurt.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, remaining open is is uh. Is, is really important to me. Of course, we've touched on the meditation. Um, I do two types of meditation. One is contemplative and one is just an actual, you know, meditation where, where I can uh, sit for usually about 25 minutes. But, um, but I share that, that morning contemplative with my friends. With my my people in recovery my local guys and we share what comes up for us and what we're working on and, and we stay connected and we do that every morning um that's a really big part sometimes i'm just there to contribute sometimes i'm, I'm there to support um but somebody needs to hear it somebody's going through you know is all spun out in their head And, and, and it just, we're not alone to have that connection, even though we don't have to talk on the phone right then and there Um, and reaching out to sponsees and working the steps, keeping, keeping connected. I have had to, to up my, my, the zoom meetings. Um, I found myself having excuses going to the zoom you know, I don't even have to put fucking pants on, but but here I am making excuses when my other excuse was, well, I don't feel like I got to drive across town for that meeting or whatever. Now I got new excuses. Mm -hmm. So be, you know, watching my excuses and, and it really trying to, to contribute, like get, I, I am inherently a man left to my own devices. I am selfish, I am a selfish, self-centered child some days, and and if I can get out of myself and try to help somebody, and I'm concerned right now. I'm concerned with with the new people coming into the program, and they just can't they just can't walk into a meeting right now. You know how hard is that? So they've got to go and try to find a Zoom meeting, and I don't know maybe that's easier for them in some cases, um, but but lacking that physical component I I bet is tough right now to get sober. So I feel for those people that are, that are just hanging by a thread. Um, So um, yeah, just sticking with the routine, you know, a little bit of exercise doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt either. And and just remaining open and and realize that there's something, even though I don't know what it is, it'll always be a mystery. I just, like Don said, I just keep trying to show up. I keep doing it because I know when I do it, I just feel better. I don't have to. It doesn't have to have a definition. It doesn't have to have a picture. It may not be, you know, sky daddy, but, but it's something, it's something bigger and greater than me. And it's working in my life. And, and that's, it just, it, it, it's a, it creates a little bit of comfort.
1: And I like that. Mm. Thanks, Just with what Kurt was saying about the Zoom meeting and the newcomers coming into it, we we find in some of the groups people are kind of nervous about jumping onto a Zoom meeting for the first time because they're uncomfortable being on camera. So it's always it's always worth reassuring people that you know you can switch the camera off. You don't have to. You don't have to have have your face up there. So you can. It's kind of like going to an alcoholic it's an anonymous meeting, but you're doing it anonymously. So you don't actually nobody actually sees you you um, got to wear
0: pants, too, to a real meeting. You can still yeah. get away with no pants <laughs> please, on, the, on the Zoom. Please. Yeah, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, but I, part of my recovery is um, I, I deal with the Transitions Daily um, Facebook page. So that gets uh, – the, the emails get launched p.m. your time, but it's like early a.m. my time. So first thing in the morning I do is I, I log into Transitions Daily uh, on the Facebook site just to make sure that everything's been posted properly. So while I'm there, I think to myself, do you know what? I'm as well just reading that. I'm as well just getting on with it, and that's it done. I, I used, it used to really annoy me, these people like long-term recovery that say, oh, I do these readings every single day, and I do this meditation, and la, 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 and I'm sitting rolling my eyes thinking, no, you don't. <laughs> I sit and do these readings every day. I sit and do these meditations as well because, <laughs> you know, this, this, this is part of my recovery. It's, um, I, I, and now I appreciate why why it's, it's so important for this. It, it, it keeps me centered. That it, it keeps me as sane as possible. Um, I like walking first thing in the morning before i go to work i'm up half past 4 5 in the morning shoes on and i'm out for a walk And I, c- I can do about a couple of hours first thing in the morning and that's my prayer and meditation time it gives me time to get myself centred it gives me time to get get myself right and get rid of all the shit that's in my head before i come back to the head and come come back to the house and deal with everybody else's nonsense trying to get the kids out to school and you know my wife ready for work and um, i'm fine that i don't have to i don't have the i don't have the issues of coming back to the house and thinking right who's who's going to hit me with what We've got a morning routine now with Callum. Um, we've got a PE session first thing in the morning. One of the, all, all the local um, celebrities, they've kind of pulled together and doing stuff um, on the YouTube channel. So we kind of built a routine around that. So the first half hour of every day is PE. Um, so it's, it's a really, really hard half hour workout session. So we're kind of building that into it as well. But just staying in constant contact with people. I get the notification on my phone every, every Monday to say that you're your screen times went up 25 percent to nine hours to you know nine hours this week but it's because i'm constantly in contact with people on facebook and the, the different groups that with the different groups that we're in um and the different people that we're, we're in contact with so i'm going to see increases and in that sort of thing so you know that, what i do like to do is get some me time during the day as well so I switch the phone off switch the computers off and just sit and just make sure i've got I've got a cup of coffee in the garden and just, just sit, watch Callum play around and just, just enjoy the moment. Um, and just, yeah, just, just really stay connected. And all the guys know that if, if they've been in they can text me, they can phone me. Just, it's just being available and reassuring people that, you know, you're not just saying that I'm not just saying, you know, just phone me anytime and then switch my phone off and hoping nobody phones me. It's always a genuine offer there. you know, you know, if, if it's a sponsor, if it's somebody that you, you're getting on with in one of the groups, if you've got issues phone me. I don't have any answers for you. you know, but I can sit and listen to you sometimes. That's all you need is just somebody to bounce some ideas off and just somebody to just get rid of all the shit. So yeah, just, just just being available. Being available and, and being genuine as well. Not 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 faking shit. Mm. That's good.
3: Hey, hey Kurt. I was just thinking, what about these guys that are getting I know of two guys in particular in our in our 9 p.m. group that got sober during this uh, – during corona, okay, during during all of this. So, what well, one got out of rehab. He had like a week and two days out, and they shut down the clubhouse. He didn't have a sponsor yet. Uh, he's gotten a sponsor. He's working the steps. Got another guy, same way. Had three days when he came to our first meeting, I think. And both these guys are staying sober. Can you imagine once this is over, and they go to meetings? Uh, one of them, I think, for the first time—real, you know, not real meetings, but a lot in-person meetings. How what the level of uh, if they got the same thing out of those meetings that we do in reverse? You know, with you know, with this, how how good that'll be for them. They'll love it. You know, They're on fire. Yeah, yeah. And then I was—I had one other thought it's this that gratitude thought of god has taken care of me in the past i can use gratitude to see every time when there were situations that i thought were awful how it was worked into something good somehow every time why do i not think it will be the same thing for this you know why why is it going to be any different uh, but i'm doing the same thing i always do I, I mind screw myself while it's going on and i'm bouncing all around and then after it's over, I can look back. I say, now, why did I do that? <laughs> because God took care of it just like he did before, just like he did before. I just can't see it in the moment. I bounce around when I'm in that straight line as I always am, but I can't see it in the moment.
2: Having, having faith, having faith and, and trusting the process, man. It's hard sometimes, but trusting the process that things will work out. And there are always good things that come out of really, really bad shit. I mean, you know, it's hard to look at, but man, if you can have a little bit of faith and trust goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Shane, what's your, uh, what's your
3: routine look like?
0: So one of the things that, that Kurt had mentioned was uh, watching for excuses. Right. And, one of the things that I, I I really try to practice is those three words of just show up. And that is so hard sometimes to, to actually do because I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat, especially with the Zoom stuff. Like I'm on the computer all day long for work. I'm in front of it. Um, and there's long days, some days are longer than others. And so it's really easy for me to say I don't want to sit in front of the computer any longer because I don't really. Uh, but at the same time, I understand that I can't just go around the corner to, you know, a a, a live meeting. So I need to, I need to be staying connected somehow. And so what I've been trying to do to not do too much is at least getting to one meeting a week. And that seems to, at least there's something there. If I can get to more, I definitely will. I at least try to get to one, um, watching out for those excuses. I could excuse out of anything so I, I really have to simplify it. I think a couple of us, I, I think it was Don who mentioned, you know, simplifying the meditation, making it short and, and, and sweet. And then Craig, walking, That that's a big part for me too, is exercise, running, uh, walking, lifting some weights. I have a hard time sitting still a lot of the time, and it's probably because I just don't practice it enough because every time I start to practice it, I get irritated and antsy and I can't sit still. So it's like this this cycle. But what I have found is that when I'm moving, either walking running. Um, I get some endorphins going. I get, I get a good sweat on. I can really get out of myself and, um, and connect to, to something higher. You know what I mean? I can be in that moment and that helps to relieve a lot of the stress and, uh, fear, anxiety, all that stuff. And I actually do enjoy it too. Um, you know, just trying to stay mentally and physically fit. Of course, I think the podcast for me is, is a good, um, a good way for me to get creative and, get to speak and communicate a lot. One of my biggest issues was holding stuff in back in the day, not talking about stuff. So not only just in like my regular kind of routine, I guess, um, of, of trying to stay open and, and talk and communicate about stuff, I get a good opportunity to do that. You know, weekly, sometimes a couple times a week on the podcast, and not just Sober Guy, but the other podcasts also. So that seems to help. And then I think here's here's probably the the biggest ones. And I was thinking about this earlier, kind of or throughout the conversation is is um, is prayer, right? Uh, buddies gave me one tool that's been working great is praying for others. I have a couple guys, two of my buddies in particular, who have reached out, who have been struggling, and I can turn to that, and and I've been praying for them. You know what I mean, like when when i start feeling messed up or just when they pop in my mind like oh man maybe i'll get a quick thought or you know whatever and it just has to be something quick for me it doesn't have to be this long drawn out per- perfect thing that i'd like it to be sometimes which usually messes it up so just keep it short and sweet but at the end of the night or the the beginning these these are probably the two most important ones right here out of all these is the gratitude in the morning and i'm genuinely so damn grateful every every morning for my family, my sobriety, my um, you know, uh, my kids. Of course, they're so they're such blessings, like in our in our lives, and they bring so much to our family and stuff. But so that gratitude and at The end of the night, I pray with both of my kids and my son especially. Man, every he sometimes I'll, I I forgot or I'll forget and he'll go no no dad we gotta pray we gotta pray okay cool let's let's jump in buddy and we'll, we'll pray real quick. But I, I this week is funny. I never really like opened my eyes while I've been um like praying over him or praying with him. And so I never really noticed this, but he wanted me to pray this week for his dreams, which is pretty common. It's usually my my dreams. And then, and then he, him and uh, he made some soup the other night and they had a wishbone. I think it was my wife made turkey dinner. They took the turkey. They were going to, we made soup the next white, the next night. And she took the wishbone and she had Lucy and cash uh, break it together. And so they each made a wish, right? So that night, when I went in to pray over him and he wanted me to pray for his dreams and then he wanted me to pray that his wish would come true. Right. And so I'm kind of cracking up about it. So I'm over him praying and you know, I'm just, I'm just thanking God, like for just all the, you know, the blessings and man, thank you for cash. He's such a good boy. And, and we just pray for his dreams and and we pray that his wit and I kind of peek open and this dude's like, and he's like this, he's like, he's doing this kind of thing and he's oh, he's like gritting and he, and and so I, I can pray in hard. He was praying so hard. I'd never seen anybody pray that hard before. And, and, you know, so we, I kind of prayed it out. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, I said, man, you, you sure were praying hard. And he said, Oh yeah, dad, I really want that wish to come true. <laughs> and I'm just cracking up, but it's cause it's so innocent, man. And it's so, it's so perfect though too. So I think just staying in those times and um, just, trying to not take all this stuff so dang serious which i have a hard time doing a lot of the time to be honest man and and buddy obviously you know like i i I said i did another podcast yesterday um uh with this guy evan haynes we had we had a good combo but i think that came up where um i was i was telling a little bit about how i was going off when we met last week and you were kind of over the top of me going stop fighting stop fighting (laughs) and i'm just like man yeah I got to stop fighting this stuff, man. It's okay to have my opinion. It's okay to have feelings and uh, whether they're feelings of anger or whatever, I just got to be conscious of them. At least, um, I, 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 I try not to beat myself up for having these feelings. I can't help it, man. They're just, it's just the way I feel sometimes. And I'm not a bad person because of it. I'm not doing it necessarily wrong, but there's some things I could definitely do better. So, um, anyways man yeah this this has been great man i i know i got a ton out of this i appreciate all you guys buddy thanks for uh proposing this idea for us all to get together um any anything you want to kind of wrap us up with or go around with or anything, i just buddy? wanted to
3: say thanks guys for yeah. showing up today you know thank just you. thanks yeah thank yeah. you
0: yeah yeah thanks appreciate guys it appreciate yeah it, buddy yeah. kurt thank you, you man I got a lot out of, uh, out of everyone sharing and thoughts and stuff. And I hope those out there listening did too. Uh, so Kurt, thank you, Craig. Thank you, Don, Don. I put a link to the podcast. Uh, so check out the uh, boiled owl coffee club. Is that right? That's right. Boiled Out Coffee Club podcast is a great podcast. I put the link in the show notes, guys, out there listening, so be sure to check that out too. Uh, We mentioned the meetings. There's some links in uh, in the show notes for all the meetings that we've talked about here, um, as well as uh, the uh, Daily AA meeting also, or I'm sorry, Daily AA email. If you'd like to get that emailed to you uh, right to your inbox, it's a great way. There's Cashy Boy right there. Come on over here. Can you say what's up to the guys? He just brought me a cool picture right there. Yeah, yeah. C awesome. for my
2: name.
0: It's a C for your name, dude. That's so awesome, bro. Thank you, buddy. I love you. All right, we're g- give me, give me a switch. <laughs> All right, pal. Oh yeah, show them your cast. Cash, you got a yeah. cast. It. Every, every time, uh, every time Dad oh, gets crap. together. There you go. That's okay.
4: Huh? Oh, wow, yeah. I can see that's it.
0: It's Yeah, you can't even see it. It's so camo, right? <laughs> yeah, my. <laughs> My wife goes, I love that you're hanging out with Cash so much, but uh, so far uh, you've taught him knife fighting, he's broken his arm, and you guys have almost got bitten by a rattlesnake. So those are the three <laughs> things in the last couple of weeks, but uh, adventurous, I guess. But um, anyways, yeah, man, yeah. A-
1: we are boys. That's what we do.
4: <laughs> that's
0: it. Yeah. We're... Good, good stuff, fellas. Thank you guys again. I'm going to uh, cue this little outro music. Hang, hang tight for one minute before uh, before we uh, log off, if that's cool with you guys. Um, sure. Guys, you can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Once again, all those links are in the show notes down there for the meetings, for the uh, daily AA email, uh, boiled-out coffee code podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks to Promises. And if you guys need help, reach out. You're not alone. Um, There's so many people going through what you're going through right now. And there's always hope. So do not give up. Love you guys. Peace, love, and respect. And keep your blood clean.